A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On the football pitch. Far too many dicks in the last week for this <laughs> Snapchat malarkey. And we'll cut the legs at the end of the podcast. <laughs> This week, regrets? No, it was a good laugh, wasn't it? Murrayfield magic as we squash the jam tarts and head into the League Cup final. And we also come up short in the Marvin Comper derby. All this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Tims. Hello and welcome to episode 155 of 20 Minute Tims. I am joined by Stephen, who doesn't have a hat on. Zero headwear, which is appropriate for an indoor podcast, yes. I have to say. And you would think that, but I am also joined by Melly, who does have a hat on. Yes, How controversial. Are you doing, it's a cowboy hat, a Stetson. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, are we, how are we doing? How are we doing, lads? Groovy. Groovy. Melly. Good. I heard you made a little mess of it this weekend. You had a ticket for the, the Murrayfield extravaganza, which you didn't make. Yes, I kind of woke up at... Quarter to eleven, and my bus was leaving at half ten. Is it, was see when you text the group chat to offer us tickets, but those your tickets? No, I was, I was still planning on going. <laughs> so we could have went, and he wouldn't have been yeah, there. I still kept drinking after that and didn't stop. That's an absolute disaster. Um, before we get into the the pod, let's just do some housekeeping. Um, we have our Patreon for those who are or aren't interested. It's um, just a little extra thing we do. You pay a little bit of money and we put out some extra content for you. We put out about two podcasts a month, but it's a lot more. It's, more, it's, it's great value. More that. We do run, run little competitions and things like that to keep things interesting as well. What have we got coming up on the Patreon or what's been coming up in the month of October, Stephen? Well, we are going to, seeing as International Week generally bores us rigid, yes. uh, we are going to put our heads together and try and come up with an not all time, but in the last 25 years or so, Celtic 11 of Scotland capped players. That is, that is our... going to argue about that. Yeah, that's our lifetime. We also have um, a match companion. Yes, from Leipzig the other night, again, we'll, which we'll talk about, unfortunately, on this podcast. Which we're going to talk about on this podcast. Now, the match companion gives you our immediate thoughts yep. and our immediate pre-game thoughts, and it comes out right after the game. And there is a little uh, TMT extra time, we've called it. It's myself and Chris McQueer, the author, and we're just sitting down talking about everything uh, not particularly Celtic related but more stuff coming up for that that series actually we have Stay a, tuned. a pretty exciting guest lined yeah. up for that one um, but this is the regular Monday pod the original the OG uh, and we have got things to talk about 
The first thing we're actually going to talk about is the Hearts game. Now the Hearts, yeah. The Hearts. A lovely old time it, in, in TMT parlance. It was the, the, the biggest attendance at a football match in Scotland since some game in 1990. 61-odd thousand. Oh, mm-hmm. I imagine if I'd have been there, I'd have an extra number. <laughs> you, would have, you could have been part of that record-breaking crowd, but you were in your pit instead. Stephen, what did you make of the game? Thoroughly enjoyable, especially the second half. I wouldn't go as far as to lump it in with the... The Hibs game that we talked about last week and yeah. thoroughly enjoyed that. I said it was the best performance of the season, or, or rather the best just 19 minutes in general of football that we'd seen all, all season. Purely for the fact that I thought the first half was a little bit of a letdown. Now that's mainly down to Hearts. That, that's their thing. They don't play and, any football. Yeah, to give them credit, that's what they're good at. They've had success against Celtic both this season and last by trying to basically just make a, a nothing of the game and trying to hit Celtic. But both teams were forced into kind of plan B quite early on and it changed yeah. things up a bit. Melly. Shame, wasn't it? It was a shame. It, it was, was a, sh- a shame. It was same to see. Off injured so early on. We nazy. He had to go. Um, Don't like seeing players injured. Well, that's you, well, you know what? That's what Brendan <laughs> Rodgers said. He's, that's what, that was Brendan Rodgers' yeah. post-match comments. He, didn't, he doesn't like seeing players injured, especially good ones like Stephen Naismith. Ah, it, was, it was a terrible thing to see. We Poor wee Naismith. Being, Why are you laughing? Be, being, <laughs> we being withdrawn from the game. You're so not the only one that's laughing. Did you see, uh, did you see Lee Griffiths on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> Liking all these tweets where people are calling Nazy a fud and Lee Griffiths. That's how paid. He's sitting at home, not even at the game, just like, like. The only disappointment about it was that nothing happened to him. It just, it wasn't like a, a terrible elbow or like a, a bone crunching tackle. He just sort of collapsed. I and, like those ones. Yeah. Do you know why I like those ones? Because those are the ones that end careers. Mm, yeah. It's never. It's Fingers n- crossed. Yeah. <laughs> it's never, um, it's never a clattering tackle that ends a career. It's always some, just running after a ball and he pulls up and you go, that's six months on the sideline. And, and I truly hope it is. Um, but our performance in the first half, as you said, Stephen, was a bit flat, mostly because the way Hearts play, the, play their football. But once again, we just saw Celtic move up through the gears and towards half-time, I thought you know, we had moments of dominance. Definitely came into it towards the end of the half. There was a lot of uncharacteristically slack play from the likes of normally very reliable players like McGregor and Tom Rogic, even Forrest and Edward. It, it was all very disjointed and clumsy at times. We can't really blame the Hearts pitch this time no. because, no, we, because we weren't at Tynecastle. But I don't know if Levine... Who, by the way, have you noticed with Levine, you'll have seen him you know, pre and post-match, his facial hair is getting very tidy. Right? It looks the, like a... Who do you think it looks like? Robert Mugabe. Mugabe. <laughs> uh, Jeff, his his moustache is starting to creep down towards the middle of his face. It's starting to get a basically full Hitler going is it, uh, He's gone too far with it. You you can't do too... Is it over-manicured? Yes, it's overly tidy. <laughs> oh, see, the, see, last time I saw Craig Levine, it looked like the Colonel from the KFC. <laughs> Did you see Stephen Presley? Stephen Presley was in the news during the week um, because he's he's now deemed the league good enough for him to re-enter. I'm but so glad you brought that up. My favourite part of the video was that he look, now looks like Ted DiBiase. <laughs> I could, now, since you brought it up, you have opened the gateway to my rant here. Right. I thought that was brilliant from him. What he's basically said is, as you so eloquently put it, he goes, the league's good enough now, I'd quite like to work here. And I'm thinking... Do you realise you're Stephen Presley? Like, do you realise who you are? Um, Remember he played for us? Still cap- annoyed. Captain, captain, captain. Um, but we were struck in the game with an injury of our own, Kuasi, who, you know, you don't know when he's going to play no. or when he's going to turn up. It's it's seemingly completely random. That's two in a row for yeah. him. Yeah. 
Uh, well, it looks like he's going to be having some time on the sidelines once again because he sort of fell awkwardly and done his knee ligaments. I thought he was doing okay, but you're hmm. just waiting to see like two full games in a row. Let's see how he gets on. But all he gets is sexually assaulted and <laughs> subbed. So, I let's. I mean, let's talk about that. That was that was weird. <laughs> yeah. He he pretty old school, wasn't it? It was kind of like Vinnie Jones. It was Aye. like a kind but of look, crazy what, gang. But thing. like, what happened to Gaza? He's never recovered. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but but like like you say, it's the Vinnie Jones thing. But that it was it McLaren. Is that the boy's McLean. name? McLean. Stephen McLean. Stephen McLean is thirty four. He's a mature footballer. Mm. Kuasi is twenty. He's a young boy. McLean must have been thinking, "I'm going to grab that wee boy's dick." <laughs> That's what he must have been thinking. And he grabbed a very it, deliberate act. A very deliberate act. All joking aside, now you should be joking about. That has no place on a football pitch. No. You cannot be doing that in this day and age. Especially with the cameras, Jesus. You're never going to get away with that. But anyway, it's weird. Just, it's so weird. On Kuwasi, he definitely provided a handful <laughs> for, oh. for Hearts in the, the first half. I thought, yeah, Melly, you're right. He was he was okay. He had the one really lovely turn just like seconds before yeah. he got taken off. Where he, turned, he just pivoted in midfield and beat a couple of players. Weirdly, he seemed surprised to be taken off because it looked for several minutes before that he was really struggling with, with injury. So I don't know. I don't know what his issue was with take, being taken off. Maybe it's just a maybe it's just a frustration thing where he, he thinks finally I'm getting a run here yeah. and I'm injured again. That is the frustrating thing, is that you think Malumbu's gone, nowhere to be seen no, anymore. No. Injured so, apparently. Kuasi gets his chance. Play this game. Play the heart. Play the Leipzig game. Sorry. Play Hearts and then. Possibly start against Dundee, get himself a wee run going, but it just—it's just not going to happen for the guy. I don't think. You said it, Stephen. There was a, a few good touches in the game, um, <laughs> particularly McLean. <laughs> particularly, we can't—we we can't, <laughs> can't criticise him and then joke about it. But I'm surprised McLean didn't go off a strained wrist. Um, <laughs> there was a Kwasi had a few good touches in the game, um, mm. to which I thought there's a there's a player in there yeah. somewhere. There's a player in there, but as you said, he got substituted, and on comes the goal machine. The goal, the goal machine. On comes. Oh, what are we at in the melee counter now? Three, three. Ting. How many? How many did you predict? Twenty. You know what? It, it could happen. I mean, it's it only October. Happen. He's a top scorer of last season, after Aye. all. Um, Scott Sinclair, a guy whose form has been much maligned, came on um, and well, he scored the penalty. Yeah, uh, put in a decent performance. Had a nice wee shot as well. Great save from the keeper. The yeah. old Sinclair looked like he was back. But we can't, we can't keep saying the old Sinclair, can no. we? No. But he did look really good in the game. He did stretch hearts and it, it made a difference do as you remember, the game went on. Sorry. Do you remember a trope from the very early days of this podcast, the, the Stuart Armstrong roller coaster? Yes. I feel like we're kind of on it with Scott Sinclair yeah. now because what, we go from one week to the next outright condemning him and saying he's back. For about 18 months, this roller coaster was just going straight along the bottom essentially a train rather than a roller coaster it was just going in a straight line along the bottom and then he scores the winner against Aberdeen recently and you're yep. like Whoa, we're way back up on it and crashing our way back down we've written him off and now we're coming back up on it so who knows where Scott Sinclair's I, head is right I, now I said I said last season that I think Scott Sinclair's dip in form was down to Armstrong playing less football and I honestly believe that. I think Armstrong was just really good at getting the ball in midfield, driving into space, maybe making a bit of space for Scott Sinclair and playing him through. And I don't think people in midfield necessarily are doing that. That All that being said, when Scott Sinclair does have the ball at times, he looks like a complete shadow of the guy hmm. that, that, that we had. 
I thought yesterday, but he was taking players on and he was going at players. And, and that's what I was about to say. And then he, recently, he's just he's got the ball and thought, oh no, what will I do? Yeah. But yesterday, he was just up against. And sometimes players are like that when they come up against a team like Hearts. So he scored his first goal. He scored hat tricks against Hearts. He enjoys playing against Hearts. He probably misses Dembele as well because Edward tends to drift out to the left a yeah. lot. So that probably negates the space for Sinclair. So if we can work it out. 17 goals to go. 17 to go. So we get to half time, Stephen, um, having already made a substitution and we make another one. And Cham comes off. And who comes on for him? Ryan Christie. Or, as uh, Gary Henderson furnished us with the pun for, Cristiano Ryanaldo. No. No, I'm not having that. <laughs> I'm not having that. I, I really, see as time goes on, I'm really getting sick of pl- witty nicknames <laughs> for players. I like uh, them. Uh, Brendan just calls him Rai Rai, yeah, yeah. So I like, I like that Rai from Street Fighter um, So Rai comes on And he almost makes an instant impact Getting brought down for what Craig Levine and Michael Stewart The, the pair of them agreeing Which is an unusual thing mm-hmm. um, Claim was a soft penalty uh, I, I understand both sides of, of this argument There didn't really seem to be an awful lot in it But as Brendan Rodgers pointed out Willie Collum was in a very good position. It was right in front of him, mm. so he's obviously seen something. Michael Stewart said that there was contact, but not enough to go down. No, I don't I don't subscribe to this argument because it's not about contact. And this is what I was talking about a few weeks ago. See, when people take pictures of, of tackles and say, well, look, yeah. there's contact, pictures don't tell you anything. And contact doesn't tell you anything either. What that move, what that penalty, rather, is about is balance. Did you do enough to knock that player off his balance? And the answer is yes. Mm. It doesn't matter how hard the contact is. If you've moved that player off what he was trying to do, even with a slight nudge, it, it's a penalty. Ryan Christie's a bit of a unit now. He's, he's, he's done a bit of weight. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's filled out a bit. One thing I'll say is, I've said it on the podcast before, penalties are like boiled eggs, Stephen Melly. <laughs> you get soft-boiled eggs, you get hard-boiled eggs. But they're all boiled it's eggs. Not a boiled egg, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's that's what that penalty was. It's a boiled egg. If Ryan Christie had dived, I wouldn't come on here and defend that because I I can't stand that, right? You would not get me going on and defending a dive. And I, and to be honest, I can't stand this sort of modern fascination with saying dives are okay. Right? Now this thing where people say, well, you know, British football fans just need to get over it, get uh, over yeah, the dive. I do know one particular person that's in that. But, even if you think that, it's still right. It's still right to condemn diving. It's still cheating no matter what way. Pointing to more fashionable leagues like Germany, Italy and Spain and going, well, they're okay with it. That doesn't mean it's doesn't make it's okay. wrong. What they're okay with also is match fixing and taking EPO. Allegedly. If you're angered with diving, that's okay. Because what it is, is very EPO? annoying. Do you snort it? <laughs> Probably. Um, what do you what do you make of Ryan Christie? He's now had a couple of appearances. I think I think that game was probably his best in a Celtic shirt. I don't yeah, think there's yeah. much doubt about that. Yeah. Um, but he's really been in the wilderness for a lot of, a lot of time. Brendan Rodgers at the beginning of the season said that you know maybe not enough football is going to be made available for Ryan Christie, and through circumstance, he's he's playing. His contract's up at the end of the year now. Brendan Rodgers is saying he could play himself into a new deal. But my question is. If he's not really been good enough for a long time, mm. how could he play himself in a, a new long-term contract for a, after a couple of games? How does it work? Because I mean, it wasn't loan. I was I was having this discussion on Twitter today, and the person making that point it was actually Emrod on Twitter who said to me, "Yeah, but but Ryan Christie has been on loan 
to develop and mm. much like the way that you know Tom Rogic was or whatever. Yeah. But I don't really think that's why Ryan Christie was on loan. I think mainly Ryan Christie was on loan because he was surplus to requirements and we just didn't need him kicking about the club. Now he's not because the squad is so threadbare. He's getting opportunities that he wouldn't normally have. It's a bit of both. I think he was shipped out because he wasn't getting enough game time, but he also, he needs to play. He was at that age where he needed to play. We've said that he's come on with his physicality. I don't think he gets that if he's not playing games. He goes and then he works in the gym and then he goes into the games. I think he is only getting game time because it's out of necessity. And as Stephen said a few weeks ago, when he revise his place yeah. in the squad, but he's playing through necessity, but he's not just getting a game for the sake of it now. He's been the best player in the last two games. Ryan Christie? Yes. Hmm. Do, you, do you agree that Ryan Christie be the best player in the last two games? Yeah, I probably would. What are we, what are we talking about here? Leipzig and Hearts? Yep. Oh, I forgot about yeah. Leipzig. See, <laughs> 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 you're still all rosy. Uh, he's been the best player in those two games. I thought he was good on Thursday without much quality, but he put himself about. And he's putting in the effort and he deserves a chance now. If he doesn't, he's got to get a wee bit of a chance now and then we can make our minds up on him because it's out of contract. A couple of weeks ago, I would have said he wasn't getting a new contract now. I'm open to him getting one, but again, as you say, is it just because this is where we are, or is it because he's a good player? I mean, you could, I think you could go out and sign someone better. I think he's this year's Gary McKay-Steven. Oh, I think he's... Mm. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, you, you could be right. I mean, Gary McKay-Steven is Aberdeen's best player. Yeah, no, he's a good player, you know, and always was a good player, just wasn't quite good enough for Celtic, yeah. and then I suppose that kind of works with Ryan Christie, who knows if he's good enough. I don't think he should stay at Celtic, to be perfectly honest. I'd quite like to see him. You know, I'd, I like to see good players given new contracts, yeah. fine, but just purely from his point of view, I wouldn't stay. What's he going to be, about 24 by the yeah, time this, this season ends? I, yeah. That's no time to be still on the fringes of a of any club. No. He should be playing somewhere. No. Um, Scott Sinclair scored the penalty. Never doubted him. Never doubted him. Never doubted him. Um, Some boss, by the way, stepping up to take that, considering his form recently. Is he the designated penalty taker? He must be, I suppose. He will be. It was Musa, wasn't it? So. Uh, uh, dead, dead, chipping away at that 20 goal. 20 goal if he's getting the penalties as well. Um, Forrest, another good performance from him. Another goal. Yeah, a lot of them... Um, a lot of the, the performances in this are purely second half performances. And Forrest, yeah. much yes, like everyone are. else, was kind McGregor. of yeah, kind of poor in the first half. So I think you we basically just put the first half of that game to one side, just don't talk about it, and then develop, and sort of analyze all the performances from half time onwards. And Forrest, yeah, Forrest was in there. He eventually tapped in the second goal. I think it was probably I think it was harsh to not give it to Christie. I'd like to see him given that goal because I think it did cross mm. the line, but. But in fairness to Forrest, he was first on the scene to make sure. First right on behind the scene. him was Christopher Azure. Came in. I'm not having that Azure. You, you corrected him on Michael Lustig last week. You can take that Azure back. <laughs> <laughs> um, of, well, you know, you're right. Strolled it, didn't he? Well, uh, he, he did <laughs> at times, but I think I think my point is made when you look at Boyata and Benkovic with Ayer, and as much as my point always was any. Half decent normal centre half in there would do a better job than him. Any that's no that's that's a, that's a terrible point. I was good in this game. The, 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 we can't just keep going. He's not a centre half because the, the the point simply just doesn't stand up. No, he Benkovic, is a centre half. Benkovic oh. is is better. Yeah, um, but I thought the two of them were very good. They kind of 
the two of them combined to render Scott Brown's absence a lot less noticeable than yeah. they did in Leipzig because the two of them are comfortable stepping out and playing passes. And for that reason, you don't really need so much someone to come in and take it off them or sit in quite as deep. McGregor's been good at that that role. And again, he was fine in the second half of this game. It was only the first time they'd played together as a two. They'd played together once before as part of a three with Boyata, but this is the first mm. time they'd played as a as two centre-half. So I, and I thought they were perfectly good, especially for having been back um, having been injured for five weeks or something. Can I just tell you something about Christopher Ayer? I will die on that hill. <laughs> I will die on that hill. Um, man of the match for you then, best player, Christy? Christy for his second half performance. Yeah. yeah. Eventually scored a Rodgick-esque oh, goal. Lovely. Forrest down the right, King Eddie with a delicious wee touch which he 100% <laughs> made. Do you think he meant it? That's no. the crappest assist since, <laughs> since Lee Griffiths. Remember Lee Griffiths set up one of Forrest goals against St. Johnson with an absolutely abysmal <laughs> pass. The, the shittest assist since then. I'm going to give him it. I'm going to say he meant it. And then Ryan Christie... Well, I've already said it was Rodgick-esque. It was, smash and goal right in at the top corner. You don't save those. Keep, no, the keeper couldn't do much. The keeper was quite close to it, but it was just so much precision in it. Brilliant, nice wee knee slide into the crowd. He looked like he enjoyed it, deserved his goal. Probably if he hadn't got that goal, it more have been made of the second goal, wouldn't it? And he'd yeah. probably get it, because it did look over the line by the angles. But 3-0 um, for the second half performance, we thoroughly deserved it. Could have been more. Their keeper made a few decent saves. He was good. Apart from the, the obvious yeah. spillage for, for Christie's Stoke Forest goal, it, he was actually he actually had a very good game. He kept it respectable. And uh, Hearts didn't really create anything, no. did it? There was no point where you're sitting watching it thinking, if we don't score soon here, we're going to lose this game. It just felt as if the longer the game went on, I know we scored quite close after half-time, but longer the game went on, we were just going to... We we're going to take over. It's it is the same. It's the thing we've been seeing about Celtic for, for the last couple of weeks. Even when we weren't playing well, it's when we start to move through the gears and everyone starts performing at a good level and we up our intensity. Yeah, teams can't cope, and it doesn't matter if it's Hibs, Hearts. You know these. Well, at least domestically, anyway, when we get in full flow, nobody can compete. No, absolutely. And the only complaint about the some of the the form this season is that. That's been absent. It's not that we're suddenly a crap team. It's yeah. just that that intensity that we all know is is within these players hasn't really often enough been there, apart well, from in the last three domestic games. The real problem, obviously, was the big split in the dressing room that Chris Boyd was telling yeah, us about. Course, yeah. Not so much mention of that anymore, no. <laughs> which is weird. Obviously, that's all been healed. We are sort of struggling a bit. I mean, that's another two players down. Jozo went off during the week. Gamboa went off during the week. The squad is threadbare right now and we really can't afford any more injuries, can we? Because this, the game for Wednesday night, the team prep basically picks itself because that's all that's available. We were showboating towards the end of that game against Hearts. Hendry came on. We, we yeah, brought trolling, on Hendry. Trolling I, absolute trolling. Just your, your point on the squad there, there was four wingers on the bench plus Anthony Ralston. Yep. Basically, that was the, the squad. Two of those wingers... If I include Christie in that, he's not really a kind of orthodox winger, but if I include them in that, two of them came on and made a, a huge impact. But Ralston has appeared out of nowhere. He's not played yeah. for Celtic for over a year. I think it was August 2017, the last time he played. I like that midfield we ended up with. with the, it was just so forward thinking with McGregor sitting, then the two in front, and yeah. Christie and Rogic. It's a bit like Man City where they just have Fernandinho sitting and then Silva, De Bruyne or... There's a headline silver. for tomorrow, podcaster likens uh, <laughs> McGregor to De Bruyne. And then out, out in the wide areas, we've got the pace of Forrest and Sinclair again. So King Eddie up top, I like that. It's it forward sort of, thinking. It sort of goes to what we were saying a couple of weeks ago when 
we were saying, you know, everyone's talking about who's going to be the replacement for Scott Brown, when in actual fact, Scott Brown could move on and you don't need a Scott Brown type player in there. It you will just be change, a totally different player. You probably. change the way you play. And, yeah, you um, don't need a like for like. Yeah, there, there are other things available and we're starting to see that now. We move on to the League Cup final and things are starting to heat up because you can talk about the treble now. If yeah, you get this game out of the way, the treble's on. You'd fancy us every day of the week against Aberdeen in the league. I mean, you'd pretty much fancy anyone against Aberdeen in That's the League Cup. Aberdeen that got through to the final, by the way. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, to yeah. No, it was yeah. Aber- it was Aberdeen that got through right. to the final. Was uh, it yourself that tweeted "Put your house on it"? <laughs> oh no! What I actually tweeted merely is if you could stop misrepresenting me. <laughs> um, what I tweeted was Rangers beating Aberdeen is as close to a certainty as you can get in life. Uh, but I didn't bet on it because that that is exactly why I don't bet. Um, let's talk about Rangers. <laughs> Tee. <laughs> um, I must admit, I do admire the way Steven Gerrard has gone about his business at Rangers, mm. just quietly being as average as humanly possible and catching no heat for it at all. No, Mr. Gerrard. Mr. G- yeah. Um, and what I do also like is how how good at his job he is, is secondary to a million other things. Like he was shaking the players' hands as they were coming off the pitch and I just, I just like to read Hun tweets just to <laughs> cheer myself up. Absolute class for the man shaking everyone's <laughs> hand. A real class above. He just lost a game. I know right. uh, staunchness. Because he's fiercely British. He gets <laughs> Did you see the thing? Proudly really? Scottish. You hate Scotland. You 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 hate Scotland. Fiercely British means nothing. Absolute means that absolutely brilliant. nothing. Fiercely British. I That's wait. going to be tattoos. They're going to have tattoos with bulldogs with Union Jacks. They already do. They already do. Once you've listened to this listener, go and have a wee treat. To yourself, and go and search for battle fever on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. I, I, honestly, it's no wonder everyone hates them because they are a, a, a cringe carnival. Um, and that was really enjoyable watching them go out because they they, they just seem that their hopes get built up oh, yeah. and then crushed, and then built up and crushed, and we all have a good laugh at them. Um, so yes, you're quite right, Stephen. It is Celtic versus Aberdeen. <laughs> And credit to Aberdeen, by the way. How many cup finals? Done is that? again, yeah. I mean, we seem to play, it's either them or Motherwell. We don't seem to play anyone else in cup finals anymore. The thing about Aberdeen is, yes, Rangers have, have lost to the biggest bottles in Scotland, as they're often known as. But And that's because they quite often lose in big games. But see, to be honest, they lose in big games because they're getting big games. And that's sort of an achievement in itself. They're losing big games because they come up against Celtic more yeah. often than not in these trophies. And, and they're the huge underdog in those. But they've done it again, Derek McInnes has, has done it again. He's pulled it off against against Rangers, despite having been at the end of their cycle a couple of seasons ago, according to Pedro. So, uh, Not even according to Pedro, according to Steven Gerrard, Rangers showed they are a class above. No, yeah, that's right. Um, and that's another thing the Rangers fans liked. Ooh, they love all that tough talk. Um, <laughs> Gerrard's comments after it were fairly extraordinary. Pretty eye opening. Yeah, I, he, on one hand, blamed himself. Said several times. Rangers fans never... like the cut of his oh, jib. Yeah. You know, if there's fingers to be pointed, point them at me and all that. But at the same time, also flamed all of his players. <laughs> at the same... Aye, for those who don't know, he also said, this is the demand of a big club. If the players don't perform, I just go out and buy new ones. <laughs> he thinks he's at Real Madrid or something. You know, he just... brought every player in. <laughs> you signed a whole new team two months ago, Stephen, and you're already talking about binning them. <laughs> Quite refreshing. Imagine Brendan Rodgers come out and said that. Listen, I signed Gambo and Jack Henry and they're pish. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to bin them against all <laughs> Oh, it's not going to end well for Stephen Gerrard. Do you know why it's not going to end well for Stephen Gerrard at Rangers? Because you can already tell he is struggling to understand 
why the players don't do things he done as a player. Oh yeah, they right. don't understand why they're not as good or they don't put in as much effort, and he's really struggling with that already. And you can tell. Um, it so, just needed ref. It just needed a referee rant for yeah. for bingo yesterday, yeah. basically. Um, but that's that. The, the double treble is on because treble treble the treble treble is on rather because I would fancy us against Aberdeen the league cup as I said you know this week we're, we're talking about it we could go top of the table well t- t- technicalities well we I mean feasibly we could Take it. we're not yeah. second anymore well we're not Kilmarnock are up to second are they yes oh, well, uh, so they are so they are um, but again you'd fancy us in the league everything else you'd fancy us in the league so that's two out of the three and then the Scottish Cup is the biggie. Scottish Cup's the biggie. Hopefully by then we will have about eight new players in January. And, and that's it. The January window could be a big one for us, as we say, every single every January day. window. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't all rosy. Hmm. Let me ask you a Stephen question. Have you ever seen Die Hard with a Vengeance? Yes, I have. How many times roughly have you seen it? Not for a long time now, to be honest, but probably more than At least ten. Yeah. At least ten times. Everyone has seen Die Hard with a Vengeance at least ten times. Watching Die Hard with a Vengeance for the eleventh time is how I feel after watching Celtic away in Europe, because it is the same script, the same things happen. We lose silly goals, we lose early goals, we get silly red cards. It seems to happen all the time, and this isn't just a Brendan Rodgers thing. This is a Celtic thing, and for me, Brendan Rodgers is continuing this. Now, I will say one thing: I think Brendan Rodgers prioritised his squad. And thought the Leipzig game is one we could probably lose. We're probably likely to lose yeah. it anyway. So we'll have a bit of an experimental squad and keep some of the boys fit and fresh for the Hearts game. Do you agree with that? Yes, I, I do. And I, I don't have a huge problem with it in that context, right? But it's a at the same time, it's a big statement to make. It's a big and bold statement to make with a club like Celtic. Melly and I covered it on Patreon with a match companion. And we said before that this Celtic, this is a club that defines itself on Europe. Mm. It absolutely defines itself. Everything we do is viewed through the prism of European football. Every signing we make is viewed, is this guy going to make us better in Europe? Sorry, Karen, but we've just, it's taken us this long to recover from going out of the Champions League, hasn't it? Yeah. So Europe was massive for us and, as you say, sacrifice. Yeah, it's just, it feels like a bit of a downer now. It feels as if this European campaign would be sort of Best serve, no happening, really. We could just pull out just now and let, everybody would be fine with let, it. Let me ask you a tough question. Paxman here, here's a tough question. Are Celtic getting value for money with Brendan Rodgers? Because in the league, Neil Lennon could win that league with Celtic. Yeah. Steve Clark potentially could win the league with Celtic. They would be getting one-sixth or one-fifth of what Brendan Rodgers is getting. So that other four-fifths, is there to do extraordinary things. Now, he did win two trebles, and that is extraordinary. But you would expect more in Europe. Brendan Rodgers' European away record with Celtic is, is, is pretty damn in reading. 19 games played, 38 goals conceded, only scored 15. Out of all those games, you've only won four, and that includes record defeats hmm, yeah. against Barcelona and PSG. and it's Red Imps in there as well. Red Imps as well. Yeah. It's... It doesn't make positive reading. If you're looking at Brendan Rogers' report card, you know how in report I've got maths, English, science, you know, it'd be like league, A+. Domestic competition, cups, A+. European qualifiers, B. European competition, C? C-? minus, D? Don't deal in these numbers and letters, so... But if you look <laughs> at it, a treble, 
another treble and we're on course for another one. No manager's done that before. Yes. And you look at it, Thursday, Thursday night and Friday are down thinking, look at the state of the squad, where are we going in Europe? But then Sunday, you're singing beautiful Sunday. So Celtic, yes, we want to do well in Europe, but at the end of the season, when we won that treble at the end of last season, wasn't the greatest season, but what an end to the season. It was absolutely brilliant. A double treble, the celebrations going up Celtic Park, buses, everything. That that doesn't happen, and he's brought that here. Yes, Europe should be better. That game, I think he did sacrifice it, but looking at the squad, there wasn't much else he could do. When you look at the bench, there wasn't guys on the bench that should have could have played. Mm. Benkovic possibly, but then it's he Lustig probably he would have left and Lustig, but they'd have left themselves short for Sunday, which ultimately I think was an important game, more important game. If we had a lost on Sunday, I think he'd be taking a lot more flack for Thursday night. But mm. because he did such an important game right after it, it gets us back in. But as you say, Thursday was absolutely brutal again. It's just the exact same things. Down our right-hand side, cross into the box, and a guy standing there unmarked takes a touch and hits it home. And then as soon as that happened, I said, Stephen, don't concede within the next five, ten minutes. Oh, just do it within three minutes. Then. <laughs> it's unbelievably poor time and time again. And it took us to the 40th minute to not play out from the back. And we can't do it against teams like that because mm. we just put ourselves constantly under pressure. We don't have the players to do it. I don't think the players are good enough to do it at that stage, especially when we change the team that much and it's not our best players on the pitch. We just couldn't get out and it was just constant. We had one chance we could have scored from and it was a half chance. So Stephen, let me ask you, do you think Celtic are getting value <laughs> money for Brendan Rodgers? Is that where we are several chapters ago? Yeah. It's it's a multi-layered question, that, isn't it? I, I couldn't really give a yes or no because, yet, yes, undoubtedly in domestic competition, you could say Neil Lennon or Steve Clark could maybe have done this, but the, the evidence isn't there. Lennon had, what, four years as Celtic manager and didn't come close to winning like, a double treble. No, um, no. Didn't have the budget, didn't have the player no, budget. No, and either. was up against some pretty tough opposition yeah. as well at the time but it's all it's all ifs and buts but again we're in the business of ifs and buts we are in, in the business of, we are in the business of buts <laughs> do you um, think we're getting enough bang for a buck I think he, I think he really needs to do better in Europe I really I really really do I think I'm not saying bin him and get a, a new Lennon what I'm saying is we've said it before in this podcast Brendan Rodgers is an extraordinary manager paid extraordinary money and he was brought in specifically to navigate these issues. Brendan Rodgers said himself, what was it he said he would he would deliver two trebles in five years or something? Is that you you know Melly, what was the promise but for? When he says that, that's that's true. But he's got his two Champions League qualifications. He's trying to play the way he wants and we get absolutely shafted and what six games what did we get? Two decent results. Well, three, two City games and Anderlecht. Mm. Not good enough in the Champions League, but we, we don't think we're at that level this year. Maybe give him a bit of leeway because he wasn't backed properly in the summer. All that went on. But now you're thinking, you've got to change it up. You have to change yeah. it up. I know you've got the way you want to play. I know you've got the principles, but you don't have the players to do it. We're just technically not good enough. And I thought when he came in, by this point, 
we would be able to play out from the back, but we can't. But we all Europe. thought we all thought at the beginning we all thought Europa League is probably our standard. Now look, uh, uh, we we lost badly in um, Salzburg. Yeah, that that everybody knows that that game was terrible. We won in Rosenberg, or we beat Rosenberg rather. Yeah. Um, we threw that game. We didn't throw it, but you know we probably sacrificed that game. Feasibly, we could win our next three games. Yep. You know that we could win the two home games and we could get something away at Rosenberg feasibly. So all is not lost. But what no. I'm saying is, looking at this game and looking at the Salzburg game, you're you're just wanting to do a bit. But you th- this is supposed to be our level. That, that's it. Let's see if we've seen a bit of progress. But it's the exact same mistakes. It's Stephen's fault because he keeps championing Gamboa and <laughs> dives in two footed. <laughs> And it's a simple cross into the box and goal. Second goal, again, poor. Simple, basic errors. It's just a cross. I guess the other way around. Uh, Gimbal was the second, but it's the same apply. First goal was just a cross and Kouassi and then... It's just an absolute cluster F. Well, we're saying defence of these these players as they they are just thrown in there. You said about Kowasi, we just yeah. don't know when he's going to play. And once again he's just got launched into this this pretty difficult game. He and Gamboa just get dropped into these big games inexplicably from time to time. Gamboa was, was shocking for that for that <laughs> second goal yeah. though. I mean as amateur stuff we said on the, the match companion that, that we're talking about an experienced footballer here and he jumps in two footed well past the ball. He'd absolutely no chance of getting that. It was it starting was to figure out why he doesn't feature more yeah, often. Yeah, that, uh, starting to figure it might not be anything to do with the contract. <laughs> <laughs> Under Brendan Rogers just to pile on the misery. We have not won an away game where we have conceded a goal. So yeah, once right. we can once we concede it's all but done. Yeah. It's all but done. The, the, and you can see that in the players. There is a visible collapse. Shit, what was the game plan? What did we do? Yeah. What, what, oh, is this working or not? Right, oh, we usually lose a goal now and fear grips the team. It's so predictable. And Brendan Rodgers said something after the game which sort of grabbed my attention. That He said that he kind of alluded to the fact that we're not a Europa League team now. He said we don't have the characteristics that, to play against these teams of the very highest level. Now, I'll correct him on that a bit because see Red Bull, Salzburg and RB Leipzig they're not teams of the very highest level. See all this trip. Well, this is a Champions League group we're in. It's by definition not Champions League teams that the, the they could qualifi- have qualified they, for it, but they didn't. But they didn't. Yeah, the qualification yeah. is fairly clear for Champions League. They're not in it. Those aren't teams of the very highest level. And I take issue with Brendan Rodgers saying we can't compete with with teams like this. I'm not saying beat them, but to to just say well we don't have the characteristics to to compete with these teams. Did all, all our every team in our group fall out of the Champions League and the Europa League? Yes. Well, one at, at our very hands, Rosenberg, yeah. 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 I, I, wonder if, I wonder if that's true for any other group. Interesting. Mm. Interesting talking point, I suppose. Um, I, I mean, I don't think, again, it was just the conceding and the panic that done it. It was a, it was the old one-two Mike Tyson combo that, that, <laughs> yeah. that done it to us. Because I thought we were okay for some of the game. First half. First half, an hour. No, well, yeah. First half, an hour was absolutely fine. Uh, yeah. Second half, we came out. I thought we were okay again. We were a lot more solid, but I, I think it's something psychological. I, I really do. I think there's something psychological with the players that a mild to extensive panic sets in. Mel, you said the other night that you think that Leipzig probably took the foot off, I guess, a wee bit in the second half. Well, it was half time I was praying for them to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Celtic were missing some key players, there's no doubt about that. Marvin Forrest, Comper. Yeah, Marvin <laughs> Comper. A chance to go back to his old stomping ground. Um, 
but obviously Forrest, Rogic and Brown are huge players for Celtic. They would have played without doubt. Although, having said that, Rogic has never really been one for these occasions. But that's that's besides the point. He didn't play. But at the same time, Leipzig had several other players they could have called upon in times of emergency as well. They brought on Yusuf Poulsen towards the end. Mm. They had Timo Fair Werner enough. sitting on the bench. They were missing Emil Forsberg. So they, they had another gear to go through. For some reason, it just felt like a bit of a downer, the whole thing. The, the build-up to it. The fans looked like they had a great time over there. There was oh, all sorts of videos and all that. But I just feel like back here, maybe it's just my perception. I can only speak from my own point of view. It just seemed like nobody could really be bothered with it. It was just a, a case of Europe is still dragging on this season. I uh, I don't. I think that maybe was just you because I was I was kind of looking forward to the game, but I, I didn't hold out any hope of of doing anything yeah. in the in the match, which is depressing because I was I was looking forward to the game because I want to do well in Europe, but it's it's disappointing. It, it does just we. There's just an element of we don't even put up that much of a fight. Yeah. You know, what what happened to the what happened to the heroic defeats? You know, we, we don't mm. go and take it to these teams. We That's sort of the problem, isn't it? See if it was we get beat by three one and two 0 on the face of it in the two away games. The, those teams probably are better than us, and it's a, probably a fair reflection of the squads right now. But it's. The way we concede the goals is just simple, basic schoolboy stuff. Time and time again, we're not get we are getting ripped apart, but it's not good goals that are ripping us apart. It's just simple balls down the flanks into the box, and you can just see it coming. You're like, "There's one. There's another one." If we let in two goals, there's no point watching it now because yeah. that's it. It's over. And what, what did we have? One chance with in Cham. Yeah. Where it was a half chance from their sort of mistake. It's not as if we're cutting them open or we ever look like getting back into the game. We lost the midfield severely that, that night as well. Diamond. Yeah, I mean, they, they made that slight change, kind of matched up with us yeah. about halfway through the, the first half and that, that was kind of all she wrote after that. But we lost the midfield big time and Cham didn't turn up again. Kwasi was, was all right, but he's just, again, I'll excuse him because he's just getting dropped in there. Yeah. But what happened the other night was there was... Defence, a few scattered around yellow shirts, and then there's 50 yards of space and odds on Edward just absolutely doing nothing up there. And it's not it's not his fault. It's an impossible task for him. Even when he does get the ball, he's not used to this intensity. He's played in Scotland, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great learning for him. But in Europe, he's, he hasn't quite learned that that like, quarter of a second too long in the ball and you're getting crowded out. It's, it's totally different mm. levels at this. That was a learning experience for him. It wasn't, wasn't his game. And he... To be honest, I'm not really convinced he'll ever be that kind of player. I don't, I don't think, think he'll he ever is, be no. like a Samaras type for us or, or even... Good. <laughs> <laughs> like, dare I say a Dembele, because Dembele came already a pretty ready-made, solid, all-round centre-forward, yeah. like a target man, a guy you could bounce balls off. That every Everything, and they're very similar ages from when they signed, so I don't think Edward's the, ever going to be that type the difference, of guy. The difference between Dembele and Edward is... Dembele had that season or two at Fulham, yeah, yeah. playing regularly every mm-hmm. week, and 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 he became more or less the finished article at Fulham, and then we made him something extra special yeah. with us. Whereas we're sort of starting from scratch from Edward, and the more I look at Edward, the more I think he needs a partner. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree up with there, that, yeah. he needs to be one of a two up there because he's not a number nine. 
in, in the truest sense of the word in the, in the way that Dembele it, was. It doesn't have to, sorry, Mary, it doesn't have to be a traditional what we think of as a two. He can be a wide yeah. player. He can be a wide left player coming in and supporting a, a more central focal point in, yeah. of the attack. I think it needs to be a Dembele type player, somebody that can hold the ball yeah. up and bring him in. I don't think it needs to be a Griffith type player. But when you're just looking back, like last season we had the Anderlecht game. It was a great result. Mm. And maybe in that group, it was a really difficult group to oh, yeah. get through. Ultimately, disappointing in the end. But we got third place, which was what we should have got. Season before that, you're getting results against Man City home and away. That, that the free each game at Celtic Park is one of the best games I've ever been to. But just from where we were then to where we are now, squad-wise, and the ability to play in these games, it's really, really disappointing. And I think that's what is so disappointing about it is we're not competing with these teams yeah. that if we were to go out the Champions League and go into Europa League like we did last year, this is the kind of team we'd be getting and we'd be expecting to do something, but we can't even do that just now. Imagine Guardiola's Season 3 City versus Brendan Rodgers' Season 3 Celtic. (laughs) (laughs) Got them at the right time. (laughs) Um, So the Europa League goes on, we've got three more games left. Next up, Stephen, Leipzig. Yeah, it was a double header, wasn't it? I think, yeah, there's every reason to believe you can get something better at Celtic Park. I think I just wanted that point. I think we yeah. needed four points to, against Leipzig. I think that might that one might be the downfall, not failing to take anything away. You never know. The, it, only, they, the only thing is, we play Salzburg last, don't we? Yeah, at yeah, home, yeah. they'll be through by then. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully that gets they'll play a weak team and we can. If only, the, if only that third tier Europa thing, you yeah, know, yeah, we could just there, yeah. finish third and drop into that, <laughs> just continually fall into lesser and lesser tournaments. <laughs> yeah. um, bring back the Inter-Total Cup. Um, Ten sixes. <laughs> that's back. Oh yeah, the, the star Jackson. singers or something that's called, yeah. yeah. Robert Goes, Perez and Simon Donnelly. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no doubt Charlie Miller will be there. Oh yeah. And Nacho Novo. <laughs> um, so, the league. We return to league action on Wednesday and Saturday. Bumper episode of 20 Minute Tim's and I mm. talking about all this. Wednesday, Dundee. Now, I heard the Dundee chairman on uh, the radio the other week talking about sacking Neil McCann. So I just sat down with my popcorn, <laughs> ran a bath, and just went, oh, this is going to be terrific, listening to how that wee rodent got the, got the boot. And they, they says, you know, when we wanted to sign our new manager, we wanted someone who had 300 games and had experience in Scottish football and had whatever, all these. And I'm like, this guy's really put some thought into this. This will be an interesting appointment. So he plays with Jim McIntyre. The, yeah, the old Return Ross, of the Mac. Return of the Mac, the old Ross County manager. He's installed. Did he get that new manager bounce? No. They've been beaten twice and they lost mm. seven goals. They got beaten 4-0 off of Livingston. 4-0 defeat. Mm. Uh, and they played the Jam Tarts. And they, they get beat 3-0. Do you think we've got anything to worry about against Dundee? No, probably. I mean, in fairness to them, those are two of the form teams in the league. Um, yep. Livingston and Hearts. In fairness yep. to them. But yeah, they so far have been unable to arrest the slide at Dundee. Yeah. I think they've lost, what, 10 and 11 now. Yeah, I mean, you're I looking... barely scored a goal all season. You're looking at a team who have scored 13 goals in their last domestic three games against a team who's conceded seven in the last oh. domestic two. I really don't hold out much hope for Dundee. No. No, it looks like we are hitting our stride. The only worry is the amount of games we've got coming up. We'll begin, it'll be Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, and the next Thursday again. But we should have enough quality, quality in us. The only thing is, 
we dropped points against St Mirren, who are utter dung as well. That's mm. true. And we didn't look, but that come a long way since then. I fully expect us to go out, but it's just we just we can't even change the squad much, can we? No, no, we don't no. have many. Options. I mean, I would lie down to Dundee as a thank you for bringing <laughs> in McCann. Um, so if we we are currently three points behind the league leaders with a game in hand, right? But we play the league leaders. However, on the Wednesday night that we were playing Dundee, Hearts are away to Hibs. Big one, big one for them. Neil Lennon will want that scalp. Absolutely. Um, because him and Craig Levine, it's always tasty between the two of them, isn't it? It's tight. I mean, if Hibs win that, they could be up right behind us. Kilmarnock go to Ibrox if they beat the Huns like they can do. Yeah. They could, they'll stay ahead of us, so it's all. I would, it's all I would, go. Again, I would like that to happen. But <laughs> depending, on how, depending on how results go, we could be playing Hearts on the Saturday. And if we beat them, depending on how all the results go, we could go top of the league, Stephen. Finally. Yeah. yeah, it's about time. Here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm of the opinion that I just want to keep getting Rangers getting beat because I'm more confident of us making up the points than them. You know, So I wouldn't yeah. mind Kamarnock winning their game because uh, we'll beat Kamarnock eventually. That's it, but Gerard, as we said earlier, he's lucky we had a terrible start to the season because if we had one or two more wins... Oh, you're right. No, he I mean, Melia's really peg. His Mel- Mel- brown brogues would be sweating. <laughs> Where are they just now? About fifth or something? The fifth, they're, 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 they're I think fifth. they're only two points behind us. Yeah. But, so it's, that doesn't matter. It's still good to laugh at them. Um, we owe hearts. Uh, this is the sort of the the 1 1 we played them at, at Tynecastle. They beat us 1 0. That's right. Big laugh. He's been busy. Kyle Lafferty <laughs> testing out the camera on his new phone. I mean, he's a grown man. I know. Snapchatting his piece. He's not the only one that's been Snapchatting the piece yeah, last not, week. Not fully grown. No, <laughs> not fully grown. He's not the only one. It's a very popular hobby. <laughs> um, do you? Uh, what do you think? Hearts. I think we'll pump them. Always a tough one. Always a tough one against Hearts. Well, well, not so much in the second half of the no. other day, but they are the sort of form team in the league. The loss to Ibrox aside, and have beaten Celtic so far in the league this season. As you said, it's one apiece. Um, they are they're starting to lose players there though they're losing yeah, they're dropping like flags yeah they're losing key players and they don't have the strength and depth that well the Celtic do yeah. not that we've got much either but we've got more than Hearts got to fancy Celtic certainly at home I know I say that every time I'm yeah. asked you but Hearts they're, they're due to fall off surely they can't go through this this whole season challenging maybe they can I mean the stats guys the stats guys on other podcasts because we don't really do stats but Mm. I've heard stats on other podcasts and blogs saying you know that the hearts thing isn't an anomaly you know Mm. hearts are performing as well as the stats say they should Um, and and look they deserve to be where they are they they absolutely deserve to be where they are but like you say the players are dropping like flies Um, could have McLean suspended for that game as well if he gets cited for his Misdemeanor at the weekend. I think Nazi's he should. Out. I think I think he should. I think that's a too much ban quite easily for that. So Melly, do you do you worry about Hearts? Do you think we should? Eh, we'll see how games go on Wednesday. See how they get on. If things go the same way, they could have a few more players out if McLean gets suspended. But eh, if Celtic turn up, I don't see Hearts posing as problems. But it's a nice wee run after Dundee. We've got Hearts, Leipzig, and then Livingston. So if we get Four wins on the bounce. We'll be looking good in the league, looking good in Europe again. So it's all looking good. The, the league for me, Stephen, is the bread and butter. I know it's patently obvious, but get to the top of that table as quickly as we can. All joking aside, get to the top of the table and then it's up to other people to do whatever they want. 
Of course, yeah. It always is the bread and butter. You want to be top of that league, and we should have been there by now. Let's let's face yeah. it. We don't ever want to be playing catch up. Certainly not to Hearts and not to Livingston, who we were for a few weeks there. How uh, how many weeks is it to the to the Christmas window or the January window now? Nine right. weeks. If this this squad can just this is how I picture it. You know, that if we just need this squad to hold together, it's like Apollo thirteen. Right. Just <laughs> re-entry into the transfer window just hold together until we can get some some reinforcements and then the league will be well out of sight and I suppose that should wrap up what has been a bit of a bumper episode anything else you want to talk about I see Ronnie Dylas thinking about thinking about stepping down from his role at um, Valaringa is that right? Yeah, he's yeah. He's lost his last two games, so he's not. No, I think they're eighth in the league or something. A bit strange because I heard him talking recently, and he was talking about how he was he was very happy Love there, it. and he was kind of halfway through uh, a five year plan and all that. Yeah, kind of I heard that on the Celtic year. the Celtic State of Mind yeah, podcast. That's right, yeah. he, he was talking about that, but it was in the paper today. I, I don't know if that was maybe recorded a couple of weeks ago, and mm. things have not since worked out. But he says he's going to take some time to think about it. I wonder if we will see Daniel Alzani on Wednesday because he did not play for the development squad today. Oh, did he not? Team, no, so. Well, that's, that that could be a shout. I think I think we need to use as many players as we can. We I are think, doing that. Aren't we? I think we really need to we really need to use as many of these guys as we can. And on that, we will wrap up. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a little review on iTunes. Five star, we will accept a four star with constructive criticism, but we want that five. So please do that. Or even we've had another number of people say that they don't listen on iTunes, Stephen. If they right. could leave a review on something else. Whatever it will take. Just put it, post it through our door, <laughs> scratch it into the side of Melly's car. Thanks to everyone who has been leaving us. We've, been, we've had a significant increase in reviews recently since we've basically begged for yeah, them. But yeah, yeah thanks to they everyone. Do help the podcast, though. They do, yeah, it, it doesn't absolutely. cost anything. It's free and it really helps us. Please keep it up, yeah. It helps us on, on the old iTunes ratings. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.